Apple's Vision Pro has been out for a couple of weeks now, so let's uh, figure out whether it's the greatest invention in the history of mankind or whether it's going to be sitting on a shelf in a year or so. Next up on Today in Tech. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Today in Tech. I'm Keith Shaw. Joining me to discuss as much as we can about the Apple Vision Pro is an all-star panel of writers and editors, including Jason Cross. He is a senior editor at Macworld. Michael Dagonia, he is a contributing writer for Computer World. And Mike Simon, executive editor of Macworld. And Jason and Michael have, have uh, uh, tested and reviewed the uh, Apple Vision Pro. And Mike, you have gone to an Apple store, correct, to, to demo it out. Is that right, Mike? Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. So uh, over the past couple of weeks, we've seen a bunch of uh, mixed reviews on the device. Many people seem to be impressed by the technology itself, but then are also struggling to find value in the device for different purposes. Um, so uh, let's, you know, what are your thoughts about having had the device for a few weeks now? Uh, Jason, I'll start with you because you had, you had a really uh, good review on, on Macworld. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're, uh, you're, you're in your intro. You're like, is it, uh, is it the greatest thing ever? Or is it going to be sitting on the shelf in a year? And I'm like, are, are those our only two options? Well, that, those are those the extreme are the options, options I Jason. I, yeah, it's somewhere I, in the middle, I, I'm sure. I, I really think it's going to be somewhere in the middle for a while. Okay. Um, it is the, the briefest summary I can come up with of it is it's impressive, but it's not good. Okay. It needs, a, it needs a lot of software work to be good. You know, it's, it's it it doesn't enhance your productivity much unless you really need a virtual display for your Mac. And that's hardly a reason to buy one of these things. Okay. <laughs> uh and and that's that comes down to a lot of software stuff and everything. The technology on display, the the hardware itself and what it can do and how well it does it is top notch. Right. It's incredible. And if you've used Quest 3s and stuff like that, there are so many areas in which you're going to go wow this is so much better yeah this is, yeah they, this is you know and as it should be it costs seven times as much but and yeah, and michael they're, they're what, doing what, a lot of very impressive things yeah yeah michael what was your impressions uh having having had this for a couple of weeks now my impression is that it surprisingly lives up to the hype okay you know apple execs demoed the uh you know spatial computing and this product delivered it um, is it perfect? No. Is it is it for everybody? No, not this version. Yeah. But this hardware, the way it is now, gives us a really good sneak peek of Apple's vision of computing, and mm -hmm. uh, and I can see this becoming easily another platform right alongside the Macs and iPads. All right. Yeah, I, I've seen. Uh, I've been using various VR stuff for years. You know, yeah. And they've been uh, introducing video pass through and AR and stuff. And I've demoed HoloLens and all these things. And none of them gave you that gut feeling that that just sort of in your lizard brain feeling that like, oh, I get it. Like, I, I get what they mean by spatial computing. I get what they mean by like, why I'm going to use this every day. And this one does. It, you, you start floating windows around, you start using them, you see how they just to appear to be there in your environment like that window is there it's casting a shadow it is razor sharp You're yeah the like, seamlessness wow. between the reality and your data and content it's 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 yeah. amazing so it's, it's great insane. i mean the video pass-through still needs work it's, yeah right yeah but, but the video pass-through to, to focus on the quality of the the, the, the cameras is yeah. is kind of missing the point of the video uh, pass-through because the low latency 
is oh, really yeah. what makes this magical. So, it so, really does. So, and, so, and you get that feeling. You go like, oh, this is going to be great. But that's to me, that's the key. It's going to be great. So, like, so for both of you, so, so for both um, Michael and Jason, you did have that wow moment when when you put it on or, or at least some part of the review when you were using it. You did have that wow moment, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, for me, I was just surprised that the execution of the concept was strong, was strong as it was. Um, mm -hmm. It's like the first time you see Steve Jobs wiping on the, the iPhone. It's just like, whoa, I want that. Yeah. That's, for whatever reason, I want that. And yeah. that's kind of what this is. It's not, again, affordable for most people, but it's it's one of those things that you can see that, that you say, hey, I, I, I want now that I see that it's possible, I want that, um, so, you know, cheaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cheaper yeah. with more software support, you know, things like that. But impressive start. Yeah. And you know? now, now and, Mike and Simon. A lot of the soft. Uh, right, well, Mike Simon, when you went to the you went to the Apple store to, to try it out, did you have a, a similar feeling? Was the, the demo, did they run you through a demo just to, to get you to that point where you might have a wow moment? Yeah, they 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 hit up all the all the high points. Yeah, you know, the immersive environments with watching movies, three D stuff, um, the the these so called um, immersive experiences where it looks like you're you know walking with rhinoceroses or hanging out with Alicia Keys while she plays um, music. It's it's all incredible. The technology is is fantastic. What's interesting about it and why there's a whole bunch of articles right now about people who are returning them within apple's two-week window sure is that like the the device and the concept isn't quite there yet um uh, michael was just saying like it's going to be it will be it you can see and absolutely you can but where the original iphone was a phone that you could take everywhere and use in the way that it's supposed this one you can you know you're not supposed to walk around and even if you do you can't do much with it. There's no cellular connection. There's, you know, the uh, windows don't anchor to you when you're walking around. So it's not made for that yet. But three years, five years from now, whenever it is that we get there to this vision that, that Apple has for spatial computing, it's going to be amazing. What's interesting about Vision Pro now is that Apple doesn't usually release products that aren't ready for what it wants it to be. Yeah, but, but this isn't. It's it's just not there because it can't be yet. Yeah, but all of the pieces are are are, you know, visible. They're just not. They're nowhere really near in place just yet. Mike, Mike, when you did the demo and and were able to put the headset on, did, did that change your mind at all about whether or not you would would buy this for yourself? I mean, I was I was very impressed. If it was fourteen ninety nine, I might consider it. <laughs> yeah at at four thousand dollars it's just it is a big expense and sure. even if i could you know even if four thousand dollars is like an impulse buy for you and there's a lot of people where it is you get the sense that the hardware has to change as much as the software so in three years or so you're going to probably need to buy a new one to do what apple wants us to do with it for for example i just said before the the most glaring omission is there's no uh 5g connectivity so right. if you want to use it outside for anything you you need to connect to it with some kind of a wi-fi hotspot it doesn't have that kind of all over networking which is what it's going to need to reach that next yeah level all right so let's let's 
I want to ask um, about the business aspect of it where, you know, and the demos that we've seen from Apple and some of the marketing was all about kind of having knowledge workers using this in an office scenario. Um, I get all of the entertainment stuff. I understand that whole sitting on a couch watching a movie. Um, and, it, and it feels like they've, they've hit on those, on those markers. But, you know, do you feel like there's a benefit for use of this in a business scenario? Maybe not just for knowledge workers that are sitting in a cube typing on their computer, but also, you know, in, in a professional setting, like maybe doctors or therapists or other types of non-industrial, non-manufacturing, because they have other options as well. I, I can't see a company spending uh, $3,500 or $3, on something that they're going to put it on a factory floor. I think you would probably go for something less expensive there. A like, good use case for this in the enterprise, I think, would be any 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 situation in which um, a computer has to be interacted with, but also some hands-on, um, you know, you're doing hands-on work on the environment, or, or yeah, hands-free, hands-free for the computer part, but hands-on for something else. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Because now, now you can see instructions, uh, you can see real-time data, you can see schematics, you can see anything at a glance in line with what it is that you're doing, and you can interact with the computer again without actually touching a computer that's phenomenal yeah that open and, un and unlike so many of these other things like quest you don't have to stop and pick up controllers to manipulate right. this thing like yeah it's your eyes it's your hands you don't have to switch gears to do something uh i think it's to his point it's like it will be right there's a big will be factor it's not right, right now the productivity aspect is it's a mac virtual display Right. You can you can do things like put a Safari window over here and your messages over there and stuff, but using them in your spatial computing space isn't faster or easier or more productive than just using the window on your Mac. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you're going to need a keyboard and a mouse. Text input is terrible. It is so slow. You just it's poking out URLs at best. Yeah. So what's, what's nice they, about they, they got a ways to go on these things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's nice about connecting to like a Mac to use as a virtual display is then now all of a sudden you can use your Mac keyboard to type uh, right. in the apps. And but the downside is you have to. If that's its best right. case use <laughs> productivity scenario, all the productivity is coming from your Mac, not from right. this thing. So right. if you really need a large display and you can't have one where you are, you can't just buy a monitor, you can't buy a second monitor, something like that. It's good for that. It doesn't extend your display. It replaces it. It's not a second monitor. It's got issues where I think it's going to be really, really useful if the software gets there is in things like medical imaging and stuff like that, where you want to see a 3D model of a scan, you want to show it to somebody else. There's problems right now where if I have two people in the same room with an Apple Vision Pro, we cannot both look at the same virtual object. Right. Like we right. can't both see it from both sides and point at it and go like, well, what about this here? What is it? There's there's none of that. Yeah. So there's software stuff that needs to happen to enable that. It's all very early. Obviously, all these medical imaging. I mean, they're working now that this is they released it so they could now have a bunch of researchers and and programmers and everybody buying this stuff and working out what are these apps going to be. Um, I, 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 would, I don't know if anyone wants to perform. Sur I don't know if the video passer is good enough to like perform surgery <laughs> with it on, but I can see a version. I can see a version where it is, where it's that good and they can have your your MRI 3D MRI scan open while they're performing surgery and look and it's going to help them be more precise about what they're doing when they're cutting in you and it's right there in 3D if they they got their hands free like mm -hmm. that that kind of future is very easy to yeah. see yeah 
Well, I mean, we've also seen things like where surger, uh, surgeons use virtual reality type of headsets to practice uh, or, you know, so that you're not cutting open a live body. Um, but I'm wondering yeah. if that maybe there's an augmented reality, you know, where you're you're seeing it, you're doing that video pass through, but then you're also seeing other stats on on the screen while you're doing it. I imagine medical students, uh, you know, uh, when they get to the point where they're working on cadavers yeah. and stuff like that, being able to have well, here's what it looks like as living tissue. Here's what it is and stuff while they're working on the actual cadaver and stuff like that yeah. to have tactile feedback and real thing. Like that's, that could be incredible. You know? Right. But, it, but again, we're, we're all, we're always using this future tense term. It could be incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It can be, well, it's right there. You can <laughs> feel it's right there. It's, it's doing everything at the point nine beta version of what it needs <laughs> to do to just be what it needs to be. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of examples in the app store already of let's say hearts for medical students that you can yep. are mm -hmm. and see the flow and things like that. There's uh, presentation tools that you can you know put an F1 uh, racing car right in front of you and and take that apart and see you know. And this is all this is all stuff that sounds like it's futuristic, but it's happening now. It's happening now, and that's mm -hmm. that's neat. Yeah, you know, Apple and, and and not only that, but this has the backing of Apple. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it slides right into their ecosystem, and and it, it's and like you like you said, it's not it's not a a, a monitor, it's not like a, it's a monitor replacement. It's an entirely new computing concept, yeah. you know. And and that's the thing that I guess we're gonna have to see how Apple progresses, right? You know, because it's 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 not just like a variation of an iPad or an iPhone. This is its own separate thing. Yeah, and um and I think it I. I'm impressed by, by what it is, and I'm excited about what it will be. No, and no, I think next, yeah. the next few years will will bring excitement to computing again. Cool. You know? and, and Jason, you you mentioned um, in your review the the apps that were available did not. Well, there's a lot of them available, but you felt like they were just kind of overlays of iPad apps, or they didn't really take advantage of the spatial computing um, component of yeah. it. Was it? Is it? Is it? Did that surprise you, or is that expected because developers probably haven't had a lot of time between getting you know the announcement and then getting the headsets and then getting the app ready? I, it it is a little expected, at least for the third party apps. Yeah, that, uh, there's no you know uh, they've had dev kits for a short time. They've been using simulators. So when I open up Carrot Weather and I'm like, this kind of looks like the Carrot Weather iPad app. It's a floating window. It's neat that it's floating in my living room and it looks very neat, but it's I, I could do this on my iPhone or iPad. Yeah. And then you can kind of open up this little globe view, but that's not a useful weather tool. It's like, oh, that's neat. I'm never going to open that again. But that was cool. <laughs> what surprises me is how limited Apple's own support is for uh, spatial experiences, even in their own apps. A lot of the apps are just iPad apps uh, that you can run. Can you, can, can you give an example? Like... Yeah, I'll give you a few yeah. examples. So they did a really good job with Keynote. Keynote, I, I you're not going to edit presentations on this thing, at least without hooking up a keyboard and a touchpad, mm -hmm. because it's that's that's murder. But they let you practice your presentation in a virtual uh, hall, like a auditorium, right? That's a great case for how to do this. Why does Apple Music not have like a virtual nightclub or? Concert hall. Why is there no Apple Music Classical where I can watch a virtual orchestra play the music I'm listening to? 
none of those things <laughs> are there. It, it just seems there's no Apple Store app, you know, like to go buy Apple gear, like there's an iPhone and iPad. Why isn't there one that looks like a virtual Apple Store? Wow, like yeah. into an Apple Store. Like I, I, there's so many, every, just go down the list of every Apple app and it's like, well, messages is just like your floating messages window like it would be on an iPad. That's fine, but that's not a reason to have spatial computing. And there are so many ways they could have done that and it's not there yet. So I'm really interested to see what do they do when they start updating all these apps? What do they do when they start building things like they did in that Keynote app where they go like, well, yeah, it's Keynote, but it also does this spatial thing. And they that's just missing from so many apps. So many apps are a floating iPad app window, essentially. But again, yeah, so again, you're looking at the potential of what could happen mm-hmm. with the next yeah. iteration. Um, it doesn't even need to be new hardware in that case. That could, that's just, Those are software updates. They could do that now. Yeah. It's just the, where's, where's the app update? So we'll, we'll see. I think Vision OS 2, which I'm sure they'll announce at WWDC this, this uh, summer and come out this fall, uh, that will probably be long before they have a, a second generation headset. I'm really interested to see what they do with there because they're going to have a lot of information about how are people using this? What's yeah. missing? What do they need to add? And, and I, and I know that Apple has a long-term roadmap for this device. Um, so this question might just be stupid on my, on my part, but um, do you think that Apple has done enough with this first iteration to get us down that roadmap? Um, Cause I, I can't ever imagine them just saying, Oh, well, we didn't sell enough or it. All right, guys, it didn't work. <laughs> like, do you get a sense that, that they've done enough, with with this first iteration or i guess maybe the question is how soon do they have to then get the next version out whether it's on on the software side and on the hardware side mike simon i wanted to see if you wanted to had any thoughts on that yeah i mean it's pretty clear that this is as close as apple is going to get to like a so-called moonshot product in the sense that they don't know if it's going to be successful and there's really no measure for it sales is not it yeah. Like they're not going to look at the first year sales and say, well, forget it. We're just going to scrap this thing because we didn't sell enough. It's about getting the technology out there, the getting into developers' hands, obviously, and also to get people interested and, and aware of what spatial computing is. I mean, I know Oculus, Meta, they sell a, you know, a, I don't know, maybe a million, a couple million a year. Like it's, it's more, not more a, yeah okay more than that so it it's it's like it's out there but vr is not a household term not like an iphone right. smartphones weren't a household name until the iphone ipads weren't a household name until the i'm sorry tablets, tablets weren't a, right uh, until the ipad so with vision pro it's it's a much more difficult climb to get people accustomed to the idea of putting something on your face and then using whatever is in front of your eyes as your interface as your desktop so i think we're looking at probably a five-year plan i wouldn't be surprised if we don't see vision pro 2 until like 2026 wow okay that uh, so i was thinking that you would have to that vision pro 2 would be out next year like you would have a one-year cycle but you're saying a a, a potentially Oh, it's 2024, so it's a two-year cycle. Never mind. Yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking 2026 <laughs> is like five years into the future. <laughs> yeah, they launched I mean, it so early this year that I could see there being a 18-month, 
thing. I could see something being late next year. Yeah. It's almost two years, right? That's, that's, yeah. but in the meantime, you can still do software updates, right? To, to, to right. address some of those software yeah. issues. I think that's how they're going to measure success. It's like, like Michael, uh, like Mike said, it's not how many they sell because Apple measures success in tens of millions of products and that's not right. going to be it. Like, um, it's about can they keep interest up both among developers? Are developers going to put the effort to really do? Because, like Mike Michael uh, said, it's it's a different way of computing. It, you can't just throw your iPad up on on there and just expect it to be good. You've right. got to make new spatial. Like, why does this have to be spatial experience? Yeah, that takes a lot of effort. Can they keep the developers interested? And can they keep the people interested enough that when the second version comes out and it's a little more affordable and the software is better and everything, they're excited to get one? Uh, and I think that's going to be how they measure their success. Like, are people excited about this still whenever version two comes out, which I don't know, maybe late next year, I don't, okay. something like that. I, I wanted to ask another thing about um, what I thought might be the killer app for this this device was the ability to record and then watch spatial video. Um, and, and I think, Jason, you, you did some stuff where you recorded it. Michael, did you were you able to record... Um, some spatial video and what were your thoughts of then viewing that? Um, was it a different experience or was it just like, Oh, that's interesting. And then you kind of move on. Like, what was your thoughts on that? It was, well, okay. I have been recording since, uh, the, the capability came out for the iPhone a couple months ago. Yeah. I've been like throughout the holidays, I've been taking some snapshots that I, that I know I, I would want to revisit later. Right. Um, and there was, uh, and and I was like my first day of using this. Um, I was fine for the first hour. Uh, it was it was immersive. It was it was great. But then I I saw a, a movie, a spatial video I've made of of my daughter, and she looks up at the camera and she says, "I love you, Daddy." And all of a sudden, my face is leaking. Like I'm <laughs> like I, I don't know what I, I ripped off. I ripped off the helmet. So I'm like, what was that? Because it looked like when you when you record with your iPhone, you're it's kind of eye level. Yeah. So the recording of her was eye level as if and and it's kind of life size when you do the immersive video it's kind of life size mm -hmm. and she looked right to camera and it looks like she's making eye contact and it's like this perfect 3D representation of a perfect moment capture in right. time of my daughter and and it just it was overwhelming you know it was I I don't know I don't even know uh, and I know this it does the it's same so thing weird. when you record spatial video on the Vision Pro itself. But yeah, you can use your iPhone 15 Pro. Uh, I did over the holidays. I did the same thing. I started pre-recording things, knowing this was coming up. Right. Went to the Audubon Zoo in New Orleans over holidays, and I'm taking some videos of animals. And it's really weird watching a tiger pace around in a in like like you're, it's back to being life again it's like a ghost if you've ever seen a million sci-fi movies and stuff where they replay a memory from someone's brain they recorded and it's kind of ghostly around the edges but it's like somebody's memory that's what it's like yeah it's like right minority a memory yeah it's a very it's, minority report yeah it's really weird and uh and, and it's, I, it's, yeah, there's that impact. You're like, you know, the resolution isn't as good as it could be. And you know, the field of view isn't what it could be, but it's this little dia ghostly diorama window of like a, a, a straight up memory. It, the 3D right. is so convincing right. and the sound is good. And, and you're just like, oh, I'm just like, it's a memory come to life again. Yeah. It's, it's come to life. And it's really special. 
uh, and it's and it makes me want to record more things with spatial video, sure. just knowing that like in the future I'm gonna want to see it this way. Yeah, is that, is that something that could could jumpstart a a movement um, in this content creator side of things. Like for example, when the iPhone came out and you saw people starting to take pictures of, you know, selfies were were a big thing and people were starting to record video. And then the whole social media thing exploded where you had people just creating things with their phone. Can you see something similar happening to that? Or do we have to hit a tipping point of enough people out there having the device so that they could view it rather than just the, the small amount that might have. I'm actually a little surprised that Apple hasn't released Final Cut Pro with the ability to edit spatial videos. Yeah. So or, or anything. Like <laughs> there's no real <laughs> right. no way to edit them other than just you can trim the edges on your iPhone or whatever. Okay. Like any video. Um, and, and edits are weird. You don't want to jump perspective when you're viewing one of these things. So that that's a tricky thing. But one of the nice things about this is it's that they brand it as my as Apple always does. They brand it spatial video and stuff like that. But this is standards based and already it is working on Quest headsets. You can send somebody your spatial video. They can view it on their Quest headset. Oh, that's cool. Uh, they don't they don't really have a way to record it yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and and recording is right now limited to iPhone 15 Pro, which very much limits the iPhone users who can right. record things. But you would imagine but, that every future one is every future phone is going to have that ability then too. Yeah, whenever. I think every iPhone 16 is going to have it. Right. I think you're be, because of the way that standards work. You're going to start seeing it on Samsung phones and stuff like that because you can play it on Quest devices and everything. So hopefully, the, these things sort of coalesce around this standard. Yeah, uh, it's not something so proprietary that Apple's got it locked down. And that, I think that's good. That's good news. They just need to. I don't know how flexible it is on around things like field of view and, and stuff like that. Yeah, but I do think this could this could be like the next sort of movie format for. These All right. Things. I want to jump back to um, uh, another potential business use case for it, which would be this idea of the personas in a Zoom meeting. Um, Chris, I don't know if you have that the, the B-roll ready that, that we had recorded earlier. Oh, okay. All right. So um, talk about the personas. Uh, and, and everyone has said that it's kind of creepy looking. Um, or not creepy. I guess weird would be the, the adjective that I would use. <laughs> Uncanny. You no, know, you're definitely yeah, an Uncanny Valley visit. Yeah, like what were, you know, did you participate in some Zoom calls? And is it something where people look at it and go, wow, that's really weird looking and that eventually they'll get used to it? Or is it going to be something where um, it, it, this is never going to take off or until the the scanning gets better? So Apple has improved uh, the persona in one point one version 1.1 of the os um but it's not out yet um so i can tell you uh as of the very first version it's pretty something (laughs) (laughs) the the Uh, version uh, of the persona you recorded from me is that 1.1 update okay i've got that on my device oh interesting okay and that's with that my persona on the first version looked better than most people it, it scanned me pretty well. I think I don't have a lot of crazy hair. It struggles with hair. It struggles with longer beards. It's it's It doesn't record enough of your sort of shoulders and body. It The hands can't get close to your face. They, they need, there's a ways to go. There's yeah. a ways to go on this. You look at the, 
Now, is, if you're wearing the headset, you guys, you guys just see us, right? You just see the cameras of like whatever we're showing you on the camera, uh, right? You see a floating zoom window. It's just another. Yeah. It's like what? It's like it's like your iPad zoom, but like floating in space on top of you. Okay. So yeah. So um, on the screen now, just just for your reference, we've got um, some of the what the images look like. This was uh, we recorded this uh, ahead of time. Um, yeah, so it's just this floating head, and there's some stuff that you can do with your hands uh, that was interesting, and um, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily like it's almost like you've got floating zombie hands. I want to say that like the Pee Wee yeah. Herman type things. Um, <laughs> if you put, you know, I'm surprised that they haven't done a skin where you then can become zombie. I guess. Um, so so it's it's it feels like it's weirder for the people watching you guys rather than what you're seeing during the the conference right jason yeah there's no option to do anything else all the cameras are pointing out so yeah yep. i mean that's what that's what you got uh it, it it it's one of the again it's impressive but not good it's like it's awkward <laughs> it looks weird you look but like the the mouth tracking is crazy like you can move your jaw around it's moving your jaw your eyebrows your eyes it's that it can track and make all this stuff on a 3d representation of you and it syncs up and it looks right is right, so but, impressive, but like the fidelity is not there and the hair looks wonky, especially if you have long hair, like women with long hair, it's it's like this weird part of it <laughs> animates and part of it doesn't. And it's like a helmet on your head. And, you know, they got a long way to go on certain certain things. Right? And and the scanning is is it just it does scan your face. So you can't change the way that like you can't become um, Godzilla or you can't become a, a you know, a, a snake monster or whatever. I'm surprised they didn't give you the option to just use your Memoji, though. Right. Interesting. Like, yeah. you've been able to do on FaceTime and stuff for so long. Like, well, because I, don't you iPhone. think that, that Apple wants you to, to use this in a serious business video conference type setting? And the second you start adding cartoon characters and, and you know, then, then, then you're going down that Mark Zuckerberg um, really yeah. uncanny valley type thing, right? They could still make it an option, though. It's, it's, yeah, for like the yeah, persona like, is important, sure. But, it might be fun just to be a dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a lot of stuff that Apple ships with a beta label on it. Yeah. Literally oh, they, beta in a little bubble. Okay. And and Personas does say beta and they, you know, it's clear. Yeah. So well, well, could a third party app developer then create something where then you can have a, a super, you know, everyone has a superhero avatar or persona um, at some point. Or I don't that, know what the frameworks available to developers are for things like eye and face tracking and stuff like that, which data they get. So I okay. don't know how, how uh, I don't know what limits there are for developers to sort of roll their own thing with, with stuff like that. Okay. Um, all right. I want to jump to another question. What is the dumbest thing that you've done with this, this device? Uh, there's been a couple of stories over the last few weeks where, where people are, get, are, again, they're going out and they're riding on subway trains. I saw a video of one guy at a basketball game. Um, someone was allegedly driving with it, but then that turned out to be a fake story. Um, and I think what you guys mentioned earlier on where there's no 5G or wireless connection, are all of these things basically just fake? That we're seeing of people doing things outside. No, you can tether your um. You can use your heart. Um, yeah, you can use your iPhone as a uh, hotspot, so mm -hmm. it it could connect to Wi-Fi like that. Okay, uh, it works really well outside as you're stationary. 
people do you see walking right. around doing stuff with their hands like they're manipulating it um is fake they it, you're lead, they're walking away from their windows windows don't stay with you they stay in place in yeah. the world and that's the whole anchoring so effect walking right away from their windows you know and doing stuff um that the right. travel you mode you have to just about grab really your like window. It. You have to grab your window and take it with you, essentially. Yeah, you have to like carry. And, that's, and they're not doing that. You <laughs> know? So, yeah. Right. So, um, um, but the, have you done anything dumb? dumb well, I guess have you done anything dumb with this device yet, or is it because you're like, well, wait, I don't, I don't want to do anything really bad where it's going to break this thirty five hundred dollar machine. I think the dumbest thing I did was, um, uh, and it's not. I mean, I, I, I worked out with it. You know, I. Uh, uh, light weightlifting. Okay. Um, did uh, uh, elliptical. Um, you know, and uh, and I think the stupidest thing is I brought it into a sauna, not a steam sauna, an infrared sauna. Okay. You know, so I've kind of put white sand. You know, I was in the environment, uh, white sand environment, feeling the heat. Yep. And about fifteen minutes later, it uh, overheated. <laughs> and it's <laughs> the device was uh was uh was it wasn't shutting down it still showed you the pass through but it, it pretty much stopped calculating um like anything extra yeah um yeah. while it while it was basically waiting to uh to not be so hot <laughs> but that's uh i guess that's the the silliest thing i've done okay uh, with it that's more than me i i i wish i had a good story for you but i haven't done much more <laughs> than just like Take it to someone else's house take it outside uh, i haven't used it walking around i didn't go skateboarding with it on i didn't try to <laughs> it cost too much it's not mine the company bought it yeah I'm not gonna yeah do anything really dumb but also the software doesn't do any of that stuff like, yeah it's not meant to be used on the go even if you have a, con a wireless connection your windows don't follow you okay your apps don't follow you and so. and mike simon do you think that the 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 uh, prevalence of these stories and, and media uh, examples of people doing this dumb thing does that hurt Apple in the in the, in the short term of like or do you feel like that they need to do more warnings about hey idiot don't don't drive with this thing on or um, I mean I think there's enough news stories out there where if you don't know what it is you get it that it's not meant to be yeah worn while driving or even really walking around but um. No, I think quite the opposite. I think the more people use their Vision Pros in dumb places, the the better it is for Apple. Because one day, that's what we're going to be using it for. Yeah, and and I think like, we, yeah, we were talking when we did the show when when the Vision Pro was announced. I think all three of us agreed. This was with uh, Ken Mingus as well. We all agreed that it would be great for a fitness related um, device. You know, such as what Mike was talking about when he was doing it um, in the gym with the elliptical, um, one that is not going to get sweat all over it, or it's going to be sweat resistant, because um, then the, the a little lighter would be nice. Yeah, yeah. light yeah. a lighter yeah, yeah. yeah a lighter um, uh, device as well would be would be interesting for workout working yeah, out, especially Apple since has, Apple is so good on fitness stuff with the the watch and some of the other you know fitness apps that they have, and they have a service with all of those stuff built into yeah, it already, yeah, which is a matter of time. I mean, as Jason said, uh, weight and comfort is the number one thing that you need. You're like you can't be thinking about how heavy this thing is on my face. If you're going to be, even if you're just riding it like a, 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 a bicycle or something. Sure. But uh, it's, I mean, it's definitely one of the, another one of those will be, could be, should be things. Okay. It, it's, I don't think there's ever been an Apple too. Yeah. And yeah, like it doesn't, where, it doesn't sync with your Apple Watch at, at all. Like it doesn't do anything. Doesn't connect to it. Doesn't connect to your iPhone <laughs> at all. Like when you get a yeah. when I get a call, 
I get a notification on my Mac, and I can take that call on my Mac. It that doesn't happen on Vision Pro. I don't understand why. Yeah. I, why can't I take this call on my uh, here? With, my with, with, the, with the weight, how long can you wear it before you start feeling either fatigued or you're like, okay, I've got this heavy giant thing on my face. Um, and then does it leave a mark? I guess with this, you get the ski goggle um, effect on it. Or is that is that more of a thing where if you put it too tight, then you get the mark? It's a heavy computer on your face. Yeah. You're going to get a mug if you leave it there for an extended amount of time. Like what, what's the longest that you were able to, to kind of wear it then? I can do a few hours uh-huh. at a time. Um, I, can, I, I built up to a, to a few hours, you know, because it was, you know, a half hour You have hour to work here. your way up. So it's, it's all, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I'm, I, I'm a, a PlayStation 5 VR 2 owner. Uh-huh. Um, so, so I'm used to gaming in VR, but... Uh, but still there's there's a there's a learning your brain has to adjust you know uh there there's a there's definitely a, a, um, an adjustment period for sure you know um and uh a, i mean it took me after a week of using it for me to switch bands because uh, after like at first I, I was dealing with the weight and it was fine yeah but after a week, it was just i was starting to get pressure headaches mm-hmm. so i had to switch um uh the bands yeah which i you know um yeah, the less attractive band is is far better because it has the top strap. Uh, it, yeah, it's not just the weight. Like you look at the number of grams, you're like, hey, a lot of things are this heavy. It's all in the f- way out in front of your face on the end of the gasket. That's where all the weight is. So you have to have it pushed fairly hard against your face to keep it in place as, yeah. you, as you turn and move your head around. And um, between that and just the light like beaming in your eyes, you got a couple screens right next to your face with these lenses. It can get fairly bright. Yeah. It's just it's just kind of fatiguing and, and, you, and you need to take it off. Jason, you're wearing glasses. Did you have the special prescription glass inserts? I or? do. It's just readers, but I do have the Zeiss insert readers. Okay. Those are great, man. You just they just drop in magnetically, snap into place, no problem. Because that's always the big fear for me with with wearing a lot of these VRs. I can't get my eyes to adjust unless I, and and I I don't want to have my glasses on while I'm wearing the wearing a headset. I guess you can't are, really wear your glasses with yeah. this. Like if you could try to get them fit in there, but uh, if your glasses, but the the gasket doesn't leave a lot of room, and if your gas your glasses are touching the lens in there, one of them's going to get scratched. Okay, and you don't want that on either. Right. But they need those prescription inserts because the eye tracking has to look through those lenses and has to know where your eyes are looking and it has to right. have the proper. I remember some early focus. VR stuff. You could sort of focus like like a camera lens yeah. type thing or binoculars. It's as much it's as much about the eye tracking as it is focused. It's about the sensors knowing where you're looking by having the the your vision corrected what there was shining through. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. It, it's it's somewhat limiting. Um, for prescription, there are some people, there are some reports of people who wear, they submit their prescription and they're like, sorry, we can't support yeah, that right too, now. It's just too wacky. Yeah, it's too, <laughs> right. So they're being very careful about, um, about who, who can use it and, and the experience as far, like even when you went, so when you put it on, like it actually, like the inside lenses adjust to the position of your eyes on your face. It's yeah. not just the mm-hmm. dial as you were talking about, like they actually move. Um, so they've taken a lot of this into consideration, but um, uh, there's a lot of people, or I don't know about a lot, but I've seen those more than a, more than a handful of reports that say like, you know, I, I wanted one, but I can't get it yet because 
right. they won't make my prescription. Right. And I've, I've got progressive lenses too, so it's I'm pretty sure that I'm... I believe that they, they do that. They do? Okay. Uh, yeah. I have progressives because you're actually not ever looking at anything at a different distance. You're literally looking at a screen image right. from your face. So all you have to do is whatever prescription is necessary for you to read things up close okay. is what you're going to go with. So for all me, right. I use progressives too. You're going to use readers. Right, right. Okay. Um, uh, Jason, there was another, there, there was a quote from your review that I, that I really liked, and this was on the subhead. Um, it basically says vision pro needs to demonstrate why it must exist. Can you expand on that? Like as, as you're looking at this whole ecosystem and, and where we go from here, it, it, like you feel at the moment, Apple has not done it. Maybe it has not done that yet, or just needs to do more of that. Yeah, Apple and app developers. I, I touched on this a, a few minutes ago, but it's after the wow factor wears off and you're like, gee, I can, and you really feel like, oh, wow, this is the future. And you start trying to do stuff and you sit down and you open up a window here and a window there and a window there. First of all, you start going, well, where am I going to put all this stuff? Because there's no real window management. You can't really put windows on top of each other and still manage. You're, you're trying to find places around you to put all these windows. But once you do that, you go like, this doesn't really do anything I can't do on my Mac or my iPhone or my iPad. Like this window that I have open is Safari, but besides being much slower to type, like mm -hmm. it's not different or better than Safari on any of these other things or messages yeah. or, you know, name, pick an app, name an app. There's a, even a bunch of the third party ones. So the media consumption stuff watching videos, 3D movies, the spatial videos, that is absolutely killer. And you're going like, yeah, I can, I get it. I see sure. it. I wish I could share this with somebody, but like, I get it. Right. But for everything else, it doesn't actually, it's not actually easier, faster, whatever, than your just, just opening a window on your Mac or, or using your iPhone or something. Uh, and a lot of that comes down to just the apps not being there. And some of that comes down to, like we said, software things like you can't share a virtual space with somebody. But a great example is the clock app. The clock app is just the iPad app. Apple doesn't have a spatial version of the clock app. Well, uh, it would be nice if they did. Well, but yeah, what would you want the spatial the version app. to do? Well, I would love to be able to set a timer and, and just like you can set multiple timers. Well, I, could, I would love to be able to take a timer and put it over something because things anchor in the world and then another timer or something else and then timer. and when it and when the timer goes off I get a visual clue and spatial audio make it sound like that alarm is actually ringing over there uh -huh. and I can go over and turn it off that would be there an is example a of I can't do that with my iPhone I can't do that with my iPad right now they there don't is have a it, there's a cooking app and I don't remember which one it is now but they demoed where Crouton. like Okay, so they looked at a stove and there was like a timer above the pot, a timer above the... Uh, yeah, Crouton lets you spawn. It, it's a subscription app and it does yep. let you spawn timers and you can put them in places. Um, but of course, it also warns you don't cook with this headset on, which <laughs> is probably good advice because you don't want to get the outside gunked up with oil and everything. So well, I figured you uh, were just going to be like knocking a pot over and having it spill on you or something, but it's more about... Any of that. Yeah. Any of that could be bad. Do not cook with this thing on. <laughs> um, but but those are examples of 
from both Apple's apps and third-party apps, so many of yeah. them are not really any different than the same version of the app you would run on your Mac, yeah. your iPhone, your iPad. And that's not really a reason to get a spatial computer, just to float it in a window yeah. somewhere around me. They need things that are like, I can only do this with a spatial computer. right? And, and all the media stuff is like that. Keynote's great example was Keynote's practice hall, you know, there needs to be a lot more of that. Right, right. Now, Mike Tagonia, um, you f- it, f- it feels like you're a little you're a little bit more enthusiastic about um, the future than Jason is. Jason feels like he's in that that the the realism space of the first product, the first iteration. But you seemed a little bit more enthusiastic when we when we did our kind of our opening statements. Um, do you see yourself using this on a on a daily on a regular daily basis? Not because you're just reviewing this for Computer World or because you're doing it for a work thing. But do you see yourself in your everyday life now like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to use this again. Um, my my PlayStation VR version one for the PS4 has been sitting on my shelf for the better half of two plus years at least. Um, and I never got the second one. So like, how do you feel like you're going to be using this on a, on a regular basis, even if if more hardware comes out later? See, I, I think it's... um. It comes down to user preference. Do you want to work on a Mac or do you want to work on an iPad or do you want to use your phone or do you want to use um, this new headset? Yeah. You know, and I think this uh, offers a compelling, a compellingly different way to interact with the data that you're accustomed to now, uh, or, you know, or the data and apps that you're, you know, you're already accustomed to. Now, what makes this compelling is again, the fact that it blends the reality with, um, uh, with, uh, with the, the data, with the yeah. virtual, you know, that's, that's what this is. I think that's what the, this product and, and it's, it's strength, it's limitations. It's all like all of it in one is, is the fact that it's a, you know, it's Apple's spatial computing product. It's their very first one. It has a lot of things that are missing. This is um, Apple releasing the iPhone without cut, copy, paste. Right. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just still super early days. And for 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 this product, yeah, this is what week two, yeah, three, exactly. yeah. <laughs> right? Exactly. You know, uh, but well, for you, this you know, pro- that's that's the problem. You know, tech media, we're all like instant, instant, instant. We need we need instant yeah. judgments here. I get, I, like I get super frustrated by uh, like if I'm trying to do real work on this thing, even if I take a keyboard and a touchpad to it so I can do text entry. You know, I'm going to get super frustrated by how limiting the files app is because it's basically like the iPad's files app. And I need something that's more like yeah. on a Mac. Um, sure. But again, that's just a software thing. That's just a software update thing. That's not right. like a, this headset's bad. That's like a boy, they have some work to do. No, I mean, look, as soon as they start, you know, releasing lighter headsets, yeah. um, maybe they, they branch out the products. So you have a pro and a consumer version, you know, maybe like a headset like Tony mm-hmm. Stark. It's just the glasses uh, with with see-through. Right. You know, uh, um, you know, uh, old, transparent OLED. I don't know. You know, some, something like that, you know. Uh, and, and again, you can have the vision pro which is like the entire goggles or you can have the 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 consumer version a light version of something like that vision light and, vision sport i could see them, right. them them coming out with those names at vision some point air. it's going to be Apple vision, <laughs> air. Oh, vision air there's your there's and, yeah they've already and got all, all of the it whether it's useful the longevity all yeah. of it comes down to the direction apple takes with it and, and what and what developers do with it right you know because because right now you're able to present real-time data in line 
with everything that you're seeing. You can have you have a computer that you don't need to physically interact with anymore. You can use gestures in the air. Where are they going to take that? Right, right. And I'm excited for that, but yeah. that's one of those things that it's either going to go really far or be very limited. <laughs> and we're going to find out. We're going to find out yeah. really and And Mike Simon, I just want to get your last thoughts on this. Do, do, does Apple have to get that price down from 3500 into that like you said 1499 you would be in there in an instant does you know does the vision pro 2 it feels like whatever new version is going to be the same price and then they'll just knock off the price from the other ones like they do with with max and stuff or do you think that, that we might see a lower price for the the next version uh, i think price is the is the least of the barriers really that Apple okay. has to adoption right now wow had they released a version that was 1499 yeah it wouldn't do anything that apple wants to do so i think apple's willing to sacrifice adoption okay to put forth the you know this is like the ultimate headset cutting edge in, in any in every regard whether you've used an oculus and a playstation vr or not you can put this thing on and say like i don't see pixels uh the interaction with the environment so the the biggest wow factor i had i when you put it on in the store, yeah. you're sitting at a table and the home screen pops up. You know, first of for one, it's it's a familiar home screen with apps in a in a grid. But it rests above the table and there's a little shadow on the table and it is precision perfect. Like it is there in the world as if it's just another object that you just created. That's the that's the experience that Apple wanted to create with so and to get there with 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 version one, it had to be thirty five hundred dollars. I agree with you. I don't think version two is going to be any cheaper. I yeah. think it's going to be a, a thirty five hundred to four thousand dollar headset for probably the next five years. <sighs> I don't think that the priority is creating one that is ready for mass adoption until Vision Pro is ready for mass adoption. This right. isn't yeah, the I iPhone where if they create a two hundred dollar one next year. Uh, Ten million people are going to buy one. I don't think I, anyone's going to buy it at the, the lower the price either. But, uh, but yeah, I think I think you were right that it's going to split. There's going to be a pro version that is thirty five hundred. There's going to be something that does what this does essentially, maybe without the external display or something that's a little cheaper. Maybe we'll get plastic. Apple's maybe we'll get plastic, Jason. <laughs> oh, it would be nice if it was. I mean, I know Apple's allergic to plastic, but that would shave a lot of weight off of this thing. Right. It would. Uh, um, all right. Yeah. But, we're, but we're, I, yeah. Go ahead. Any I don't final think thoughts? Apple's crazy enough to think that they could get sell tens of millions a year of something that costs thirty five hundred dollars. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. I, they know that eventually it's got to get to be iPad price. You know. All right. Uh, we are out of time, so I wanted to, again, thanks Michael Dagonia, Mike Simon, and Jason Cross for joining us on uh, Today in Tech today. Um, and we'll, you know, maybe we'll catch up in six months or next year and just see if you're still using it. Uh, I have my doubts, but, you know, you guys seem to be really excited about it at this point. Uh, and, and again, if they do a software update and fix some of these these minor issues, or not minor, but these issues that you have with it, then I could see, you know, using it on a, on a daily basis. So again, thanks for joining us on the show. Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you. All right. That's all the time we have for today's episode. Don't forget to like the video, subscribe to the channel, add any thoughts you have below. Join us every week for new episodes of Today in Tech. I'm Keith Shaw. Thanks for watching.